and welcome to Public Procurement Post-Brexit, a new bite-sized podcast series that will look at certain key parts of the procurement bill that is currently making its way through Parliament. I'm Amy Cook. I'm based in Chiefsmith's Dispute Resolution and Litigation team. I'm here today with my colleagues Jen Clark and Joel Murphy. Jen Clark and Joel Murphy are both in the commercial team at Shoesmiths and we all work on public procurement matters. In this series of podcasts, we are highlighting the main changes between the existing public procurement regulations and the new bill, as well as considering the anticipated direction of travel of public procurement law. Today, we are taking a look at some changes as set out in the bill relevant to procurement challenges, so court proceedings in respect of procurement processes, specifically where a bidder, a losing bidder, is challenging the process or the decision making. Specifically, we'll be touching on contract award notices and assessment summaries, standstill periods and the procurement review unit. I'd like to talk about the new assessment summary first that contracting authorities will be required to provide. Is it worth mentioning the change to the timing of the publication of the contract award notice? Yes, absolutely. Um, That's a relevant and related change. So clause 48 of the bill provides that subject to certain exceptions before entering into a public contract, a contracting authority must publish a contract award notice stating that the contracting authority intends to enter into a contract and containing any other information to be specified in the regulations. My understanding is that that's a departure from the existing regime where the contracts award notices, they're required to be published after the contract's entered into. Exactly. So the reason I wanted to mention the contract award notice in the context of the assessment summary is that before publishing the contract award notice in respect of the contract being awarded under clause 18 of the bill, a contracting authority must provide an assessment summary. And do we know what that assessment summary will look like yet? Not yet, no. We know that it will be submitted to each supplier that submitted an assessed tender containing information about the contracting authority's assessment of the tender and if different the most advantageous tender submitted in respect of the contract. That's interesting because that sounds much more limited in terms of what information has to be provided. So compared to now where we have the characteristics and relative advantages of the tender selected. I think that's right. There is the potential for the information provided to be more limited and concerns have been raised in that regard. And from the point of view of suppliers submitting a bid, I think there is reason to be a little bit nervous about this change. In particular, there's a very short time within which to bring a challenge and in particular the the standstill period that applies after the contract award notice is very short and if less information is provided then that exercise is going to be more difficult in taking a decision on a potential challenge very quickly. And just talking about the time limits, um, I think it's relevant to point out there is a change to the timing of the standstill period as well isn't there? Yeah that's right it's going to be eight working days rather than ten days. 
Yeah. And I think that's significant. So on the face of it, that might seem like it's been shortened, but it's really quite significant that it's eight working days rather than 10 days because there is this trend of the standstill period starting to run from close of business on a Friday. If you have the weekend followed by bank holidays, it's a really problematic issue in terms of the time available to bidders considering a challenge um, and, and the pressure on them to come to a view as to whether they have good grounds or not to do so. Yeah, and what we all know how likely it is that a procurement challenge is received prompt at 9am on a Monday morning. That just doesn't really happen, does it? So it's more likely to be just before the weekend in yes. our experience anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so hopefully eight working days will mean eight days of valuable decision making available um, compared to the loss of days that currently happens within sense. those 10 days. Yeah, so a slight improvement, but still a very tight deadline. Yes, agreed. And what do we think now then about this new procurement review unit? So yeah, the new procurement review unit or the, uh, the PRU, I suppose it's a little easier to say, um, will continue to be able to deliver the same service as the current public procurement review service does presently. Um, so the unit will be able to investigate cases of poor policy, practice reported by suppliers and potentially make informal recommendations in the same way that the PPRS does now, including in respect of individual live procurements. However, the PRU's main focus will be on addressing systemic or institutional breaches of the uh, new regulations. So breaches common across contracting authorities or which are regularly being made by a particular individual contracting authority. Yeah. And the outcome will be recommendations to the contracting authorities focused on actions to ensure future compliance with the procurement functions under the new regime and common patterns of non-compliance across a number of contracting authorities could be addressed through statutory guidance. So this all sounds reassuring for those suppliers who are bidding for public sector contracts to have the PRU policing compliance. That would hopefully mean that losing bidders can avoid expensive challenges. I think so. I think it looks like there's a real opportunity here for continuing improvements to compliance with the regime, which would be beneficial for all parties involved. Will it ultimately lead to fewer challenges in the courts? We'll see. Yes, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we've come to the end of today's podcast. So thank you to Jen and to Joel, and thank you for listening. This is part of a series of Shoesmith's podcasts on the procurement bill. So please do look out for new episodes on the website and social media. Mm-hmm.